Welcome to Self-Repair, a self-help podcast made by me for me. In other words, what I'm attempting to do is play the role of therapist and patient. Disclaimer, I'm not a licensed and trained professional. I only play one in this podcast because I'm in desperate need of someone to talk to and can't seem to find anyone who's currently available. If you're currently experiencing a mental health crisis, by all means, reach out for qualified help. Okay, a couple things uh, to recap from the original intake episode. The, the object of this is to be able to get all of the thoughts that are kind of jumbling all over each other in my head out in words, so I am trying to edit as little as possible. I am tr- trying to outline, but I want this to be as close to a real therapy session as possible. It's going to take some practice, knowing that there's the possibility that somebody could listen, and um, I want it to have maybe some structure, a beginning, a middle, and end. Um, beginning would be a little bit of a recap from the previous session. The middle would be the current session, of course, and the end would be the call to action, the action item, the proactive, what am I going to work on between sessions that are going to help me um, manage what I'm trying to work through right now. In the intake session, the call to action item, for lack of a better word I get, or phrase, was to check in with myself morning, midday, and evenings and basically gauge my mental and physical activity on a scale of 1 to 10. Um, Just, I guess, recapping in case anybody would be listening and are interested or for my own reference looking forward, um, in the past week or two, my mental health ratings have ranged anywhere from a 2.5 to a 4.5. Not good. Physical health right around a 7 average. Um, Not good, but not terrible. So with an average mental health rating of about a 3, I guess it's a really good thing that I'm doing this right now. So therapist me wants to know what is currently going on in my life. That's a really difficult question to answer. Um, There's just too much to even know where to start. But I think since um, the financial stress is probably the root of everything, I'll um, start there. I'm I'm in the process of what appears to be losing my business, giving up the storefront anyways, not the complete business. I um, financially am at a point where I am completely maxed out. I'm in debt from loans I've taken to put into this business. I'm in debt, like I said, for personal credit cards, and and I'm I'm unable to pay my bills right now. I'm unable to live and support my son because I don't have enough income coming into my business to cover the overhead, to cover my bills at home and my expenses at home, and I don't have a way to supplement that income without giving up the hours and the time I have to put in the storefront because I'm the only person here to do everything. So the next natural question is how I ended up in this situation today. What led up to this? Around this time last year when the decision 
or the opportunity, I guess, was presented to even open this storefront, my financial situation was pretty much already a house of cards. I was in the second year of unemployment, COVID-related unemployment. Just like so many, in March of 2020, I was furloughed from my five-day-a-week job. It was part-time, only about 25 hours, but it was a Monday through Friday. I also supplemented with my little side hustle Etsy shop that I ran from the basement. And um, I started my furlough with a near-death COVID experience, and I'm still today a long-haul survivor. I'm not sure if I mentioned that yet or not, and I'm sure there'll be a lot more talk of that in future sessions. But I was down, and, and basically my income was unemployment um, even prior to that. I've been with raising my son on my own, a paycheck to paycheck person. We've we've eaten, we have a roof over our head, we get by. He has what he needs. He has pretty much everything he wants. He he contributes with money that he earns, but we we were okay, but there there's just not there there was no um solid foundation. There's no savings, there's no investment. It's just whatever's there is all we had. So when somebody who I knew from a long time ago uh, presented this desire to want to invest in my business model and work together, it was initially something I really didn't even want to consider. I had just graduated from college. I went back to school to get my degree and graduated in May. I was kind of applying for jobs half-heartedly over the summer and I kind of felt like after going back and forth and, and, and discussing the possibility of opening this business and doing it together and bringing what we both had to offer, that it was kind of one of those meant to be things, I guess. I maybe talked myself into it. Again, probably something um, for future sessions. But ultimately, I decided to go for it. I decided to do that. Um, figurative leap of faith. I believed in the model. I believed in myself. The unknowns were anything that is unknown with a new business, and I had no idea how many unknowns there would be that were out of my control. And the unknowns, of course, were also within the partnership that um, didn't work out. I um, started this year on my own in this business with basically a zero bank balance and the county shut down the entrance to my plaza, basically shutting down any any business for four months. And it wasn't until I think everybody was ready to move out here um, from this plaza because they were losing so much business that the landlord yelled loud enough to get them to bury this big sewage pipe that was blocking the driveway, um, something they could have clearly done from the beginning. and opened that up and, and kind of showed that there was um, hope and that there was some validity, at least to my business model. People started coming in. Um, things were working the way that they should, just not at the level they should because it was summertime and it's slow time and it's kind of hard to be a candle wholesale, a candle supply wholesaler when people aren't actually making candles. I was doing other things, doing classes, parties, little camps for kids. Uh, and I have a retail section looking at any possible income stream just to try to get enough in to pay the bills.
what it comes down to is for all of this year, and we're into August at this point, and the end of last year, I haven't had a job with an income. I have put all my time, all my energy into getting this business going and fighting every single obstacle that's been thrown at me along the way. In the process, I've had family members helping uh, as much as they can, minimally, but I'm at the point I took a personal loan to kind of help things get going and, and kind of do that last ditch here effort uh, when the driveway got opened in, in May, thinking that that might be my big opportunity. And it really was, it, it kept me here long enough to see that, that it is a good model. People were coming, I was getting the feedback I should be getting, building repeat customers, repeat business, and, and have all the faith and confidence in the world that being here through the upcoming busy season, everything would be okay, I think, going into the next year. The problems, and, and now I'm focusing on financial, is I really think as far as this business is concerned, I'm just way in too deep as far as the underwater factor that I just don't know if I can get out without one of the bazillion grants that I've applied for. I've looked for any kind of assistance, whether it's through the county, city, state level, federal level. Everybody wants to know, oh, well, there's all kind of money for women-owned business. No, there's none. Um, there's There just isn't anything. I wasn't in place to get any of the CARES relief that's out there. Um, there's just nothing. I try to crowdfunding right now to be able to stay here and feel like I can get out and, and pay the, the initial investment that went in back, the personal loan that I've put into it back, and then be able to cover the overhead, pay the bills, and move forward. It, it looks very bleak to me. I'm just not sure about that. In the meantime, my family needs me. My family needs my financial input and I'm not contributing, and that is probably what the biggest stress factor is, that I can't pay my bills. I can't pay my bills here, and I can't pay my bills at home. Moving forward, I guess what I have to focus on is obviously problem-solving this financial nightmare mess that I feel like I'm drowning in. I feel like I'm at the bottom of a well a gross well with trickling noises and and smooth walls with only tiny little crevices to dig my fingers into and break my nails to crawl out of. That's what it feels like. Yeah, so problem solving and, and figuring out how to move forward and, and try to reverse this situation because it needs to happen quickly. The other thing I think I need to focus on when it comes to finances is just overall how I look at it. Um, I mean, really common sense wise, no human being is measured on how much money they have, how much money they don't have. I, I, I don't judge anyways in general towards other people and what they do or don't do, but unless it affects me, but that's again for another session. But on the money side, um, I think maybe growing up with so little and the stress 
of finances from my childhood and, and just basically how I learned. Maybe not having anyone teach me how to manage money. Um, and, and it's really such a simple concept. If we want things in this world, whether they be our basic needs or our wants, we have to pay for them. Um, and in order to pay for them, we have to have money to do so. In order to have money to do so, most of us need to earn it in a legal manner. So however it happened, and and I'm still not really sure, I've, I've just always grown up with the general attitude that if I have it, I can spend it. I've never been a saver. I've never been a planner other than maybe like week to week, month to month. Do I have enough to pay the rent? Do I have enough for this? It, it's, I've just never, it's, it's just not been my strength. It's been a problem and nothing changes the fact that today is what today is and that's what needs to be dealt with. But I would like to, um, kind of maybe get a better understanding of why I look at financial stress the way that I do, why it is so suffocating, why it does cause heart palpitations in me. Um, I think right now the the big thing is I just feel like I'm failing my family. I'm failing the people who had faith in me because I'm not contributing my part. So the question is, how to move forward immediately, what do I need to do? This is the therapist me asking patient me what I need to do moving forward to start lifting some of this paralyzing, suffocating stress. When I did a Google search looking for coping tips for financial stress, from the therapist me perspective so that I would have some questions to start from. What I run across is suggestions like track your money, cut expenses, make a budget, start a savings. Well, that's all fine and great for somebody who actually has some money, but for somebody like me who literally has nothing right now except a big fat mound of debt, and a whole lot of stress, um, that's not very helpful. So it's a given, I do need a plan, and I also need a perspective change, I guess, um, how I look at finances and their impact on my mental health going forward. My plan probably needs to include a budget and steps to follow so that I can feel some of the weight lifting from my chest and kind of feeling the ability to breathe again, lessening the heart palpitations, all the things that go with it. But the plain and simple fact is I need to make money first. And the question is how I'm going to go about doing that since that's not happening in the store. As of now, my plan as far as making money, unless the money fairy or the cast of It's a Wonderful Life shows up with a big basket to save the day. I've got a big old table in the store they can dump it on. Um, unless any of that happens in the next day or two, which I'm pretty sure that's not going to be the case, I will be closing this storefront at the end of the month. 
to free up the time that I need for the family needs and to earn some money, which is also part of a family need. And during that time right now, what I'm planning to do is substitute teach. That will give me the flexibility of basically saying yes or no from day to day. If there's a need that prevents me from being able to work the entire day, then I just don't commit. Um, it also frees me up early enough to be available for my son's needs and and top but not enough money obviously um, I also have started doing some content blogging freelance content blogging and am going to build a portfolio and be able to do that at home and again flexible I like that because I'm able to write which I love to do and it's just been hard since my COVID and the effect that it's had on my brain long term I've got certain windows of opportunity and even those windows aren't what they used to be before COVID. So for the focus, for the flow, just to be able to get something done, I can time that usually to first thing in the morning. Uh, the other thing I can do and what I plan to do is taking what I can of the business and, and making it home-based e-commerce. I can still sell fragrance oils, the wholesale candle supplies, and I just have to figure out this weekend how I can arrange things in the basement and make it functional and flexible as well so I can get down, fill orders, ship orders, and then have the time to keep things up as far as the um, front of the house, the website, and where people can see. And I think balancing all three of those things should be able to bring a reasonable monthly income in that can at least get me started allow me that flexibility for the family and to catch my breath and then leave that time still to work on the budget the payment plans and hey if i really want to get ambitious maybe one day they'll even be that savings account all those google advisors keep mentioning Switching gears to the whole overall mentality and attitude toward money, something occurred to me while I was just talking about my plans, and the word control kind of popped into my head. And I think, and it's, it might even be overstating the obvious, that I'm well past the point of really caring what anybody thinks about anything that I do. I worry about me. I worry about my family and basically starting and finishing my days with my own clean conscience and and living by my values and and moving forward so what people think of what i have and don't have and how much money and what my choices are are really irrelevant and and that's not the paralyzing part of this and that's what's kind of so concerning maybe Maybe years ago, that's what it all was. Oh, I'm not driving a car that's nice enough. Somebody's going to judge me based on the fact that I don't have a new car or where I live or what kind of furniture. I, you know, probably like so many people, I did put so much weight on that in my younger years. But I think, um, like so many people might agree, that the 40th birthday is generally the freedom birthday and where everything kind of clicks in and and maybe it is a, actually a physiological brain development thing too where you just start to the point where it doesn't matter you just know what matters to you and your family and your own well-being are the priorities so back to the control 
having control is very important to me and it probably is to a lot of people and not control over anybody other than me and the direction of my life. So the only way I can think of to regain any kind of control over my financial situation is to make the decisions that I've made that I need to actually earn some money, which means giving up the store that's only sucking money and creating more debt. Um, doing that, I'm going to also need to be flexible because of the family needs at home and what I need to be able to be available for. So like I said, I think I'm going to go ahead and I'm already in the process of signing up to substitute teach. That will give me flexibility and a consistent amount of money for each day that I work. I'm going to continue with the freelance content blogging and I'm going to take what part of my business I can back to the basement and do some e-commerce as long as I can um, fit that in and then just schedule my hours to try to stay as close to a 40-hour work week and work up along the way how my income increases. Making some money the way I see it right now is better than no money at all. The one thing I know for sure is that avoiding, trying not to think about, not acting, just trying not to feel that stress and, and any kind of, I guess, self-medicating, escaping, all the things I just said, doesn't help and it only makes the financial stress worse and I'm not looking for all the potential physical and mental side effects that are going to come with it. Never mind the effects that the stress on me has on the people closest to me because I don't want my son to see stressed out mom and have that as his memory in his teen years that mom was always stressed and always worried about money and couldn't afford anything and I try to not let him see a lot of that, but at the same time, he's 16, so he needs to understand that sometimes things just aren't that easy. I also realize that no matter what I don't say, it's there because the stress is there and it's consuming and you can only hide so much. I've seen pictures of myself recently and the stress is obviously there to those around me when I can see it in my own face. The last thing that I know for sure is that talking about this and kind of sorting through the feelings and getting them out of my system is kind of helpful and empowering. I feel a little bit better while I'm not any less broke right now. The action item that I'm going to be assigned by therapist me is going to be to continue that and get all of the bills and debts documented so that I have a list of things that I'm going to be paying off related to this business, maybe on one spreadsheet and my bills and responsibilities in my personal life on another spreadsheet and having those goals there so that I can see them and I can start seeing visible progress as I actually have income coming in when I have income coming in. The important thing right now is that I do feel like I have a better understanding of how I look at money and finance and mundane life details. I have a better understanding of the risks of financial stress physically and mentally. 
and I have a plan. I understand that this is a problem. I've got a problem that needs to be solved and I'm in the process of solving it. I think I have a pretty good plan and I think that in a few months when I check back in, I'm gonna be feeling a lot better mentally because my financial situation is gonna be a little more under control. I don't think I'll be going on vacations and and spending any kind of money frivolously, but just the idea of working and earning a paycheck and being able to apply that money to where it needs to go instantly lifts a lot of weight off of my chest. That's it for this session with the focus on financial stress and its impact on my mental health. I will be looking forward to my next session where I plan to focus on how I got into this business and connecting it with unresolved past trauma. If anyone other than myself listens to this, I'd like to thank you, and I sure hope there's something positive you were able to take away. Once again, I'm not a licensed and trained professional. If you are experiencing a mental health crisis, please reach out for the proper help. Until next session, keep working hard, keep believing, and stay focused on what's within your control.